0: Hello and welcome to Dig It. I'm Peter Brown, and hosting the show with me today is Chris Day. Hi, Chris. Hi, Peter. Wow, March in the garden. Daffodils are out. The wind's blowing. The uh, the, the
1: Forsythia, Peter, for the first time ever, was out at the end of February.
0: Oh right, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah it, no, it's, it's certainly it's the interesting year this year with regards to bulbs and timings, isn't it? I think the. Snowdrops seemed a little late, and then everything's come flying forwards.
1: That's right, and uh, certainly, the, yeah, with the bulbs, and also the fact that we've had so much rain last month. Of course, um, those deluges really did obviously impact on all the fields, and I know our stock here was suffering a little bit from a little bit of waterlogging until until the last, last last week or so.
0: Yeah, and the grass yeah. is growing again. Is. Honestly, I need to mow my lawn already. Yeah. Yes,
1: we, we, we had a, a customer the other day saying that uh, her, her uh, dandelions were well in flower. Is that is that a good sign that springs around? And of course it is, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's definitely. It's a perfect yeah.
0: So, time to get on then, it isn't is. it? And what things have we got to go and look at? What shows are on at the moment? Yeah, well,
1: for, for March there's quite a few things. i, I better kick off with our, um, our an event happening at the Garden Centre. We've got our charity of the year, the Wildlife Trust, Peter. Yeah. They're here on the, the 2nd of uh, March, on the Tuesday, and they'll be joining us was uh, to obviously to explain a little bit about the wonderful work they do and obviously popularize the, the local woods to to, uh, to everywhere in the UK actually um, yeah they're doing a wonderful job Uh, And then let's go a little bit international this month. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Where are we going? We're going, well, we're going across the big pond. Um, Ah, off to America. What's going down there?
1: Yeah, so it's the Philadelphia Flower Show. And um, yeah, it it is apparently one of the, the nation's largest and longest running shows. And I did have a look on their website. It looks amazing. Something oh, right. sort of Chelsea flower show um, times 10, I would say. I was going to say,
0: but bigger. I but bigger, be, bigger, yeah. better,
1: bolder, what you, yeah.
0: <laughs> you'd expect. What the Americans are best it, at. Indeed, really but uh, but
1: it's got lots of, obviously, flowers. And they, they seem to have lots of seminars and it looks a really good, good event. So that's wow. between the, the 2nd and the 10th of March. So a, a nice, uh, nice run there. Um, And then a little bit closer to home, on Sunday the 17th of March, there's one of these rare plant fairs, which are obviously popular as we go into the spring. This one, The first one's at Bishop's Palace in Wales in Somerset, a lovely location for uh, a rare plant fair. So that's one, yep. And then we go again, actually right round the world, we go... uh, well down yes. under down under indeed <laughs> um, to the Melbourne International Flower and Garden Show so this is um, it's held at the um, Royal Ex- Exhibition Buildings and Carlton Gardens and again it looks pretty amazing it's very lifestyle by what I could see on the website so
0: is that well, a bit like the Gardener's World Show then I think we it's have over
1: here? I think it's in that same sort of vein yes it looks yeah, yeah but uh, really good Then obviously lots of things to, to do so that's between the 20th and 24th of March Um, And then at the Garden Centre, another big event for us, that's on Wednesday the 20th, is our Orchid Day.
0: All right, brilliant. And who have we got hosting it
1: this year? So we've got Manos back.
0: Manos, brilliant. Great stuff. He always gives us loads of tips and Mm. great ideas and... If you want to search through the archives, he's done a couple of podcasts now. He has, it? yeah.
1: Uh, terrarium's back in the in the autumn of last year, wasn't it? And then yep. uh, a, c- a couple of years ago, uh, obviously talking orchids. But uh, he'll be here and he'll be doing his MOT for orchids. So if you've got a, an ailing orchid and you're local to the garden, centre, bring it along and he'll uh, he'll work some of his orchid magic. Yeah, he on
0: repots what's... them quite often, doesn't mm. he? And yeah, teaches you how to. Yeah. do that and I always learn so much from him he's very very inspiring up, it's, isn't yeah. he yes it's been, yeah. very interesting and yes. obviously we were speaking mm. only the other day it seems to Peter White the mm-hmm. um, president of the Orchid Society indeed and so if you're into orchids maybe have a listen to that podcast most definitely yes yes
1: it's there to, to, to listen to on our on our back uh, catalogue uh, 23rd of March uh, another uh, Rare Plants uh, show at Digby Hall and uh, right. That's one, yeah, that's down in Sherborne, so down in lovely Dorset. Um, yeah. and, uh, again, it's uh, free admission too, can't be bad, and um, that's between 10 and 2. Um On the 23rd and 24th of March, Falmer Spring Show, and this is again a, a really historic show by, by the looks of it on the website. Lots of activities, obviously plant classes, I mean it's a very... Traditional country show, so lots of uh, okay. competition, com- competitive classes too. So that's one to yeah. look out for.
0: I like the well. website address,
1: propercornwall.
0: <laughs> it's a proper, Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, <I'm> not well, <laughs> they've got great beer from down that way. Proper job as well, haven't they? Indeed, have yes, awesome yeah. Brewery, so, yeah. <laughs> and I
1: suspect there'll be a few Cornish pasty later as well there. That has to it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. And as we're in the month of March. Peter, it might be just worth giving a shout out because we sort of just missed um, the mention for this last uh, month. But Monty Don's back on our TV screens. Oh right, okay. Uh, with his Spanish Garden series, I watched the first one the other day. It's uh, the BBC have been very, uh, very, very coy. They're releasing one once a week, so we've been yeah. rationed to an hour of Monty every, on Fridays for the, for the next uh, few weeks, but you can catch it all on the iPlayer. Yep. But uh, I was really impressed. He's a very good travel presenter, I have to say, uh, and he to show a lot of passion about the gardens, and you do learn an awful lot about uh, where he's, where he's travelling to and from, so uh, worth That's, worth a watch.
0: Know, have a look at that, because I love Spain. It's mm. one of my favourite countries to go and visit for the summer holidays. And... Yeah. Yeah, because I've been to the Gaudi Gardens um I think it was his house and gardens mm. in Barcelona. Oh, lovely. Mm. It's sort of one of those, I would say, terraced gardens just yes. on the side of a hill. Yep. It's like a beautiful view down across Barcelona. Right. Um, but, yeah, the, the plants. I don't know whether he designed the sort of gardens per se, but mm-hmm. it was well worth a visit. So Sounds I mean. but good. But that's the yes. only, yeah. only you know, garden I've seen so far in yeah. Spain.
1: Excellent. And uh, yeah, I suppose that sort of takes us onto the uh, onto the news, Peter. And there's there's quite a lot of it this month, to be honest with you. Okay. First of all, the um, the Times, the Irish Times, did a a really good article about um, a a TV. Well, he's he's sort of a TV celebrity. It's TV Doctor Amor Khan. He's a a GP, but he's he's a very yeah, he's a very keen gardener, a very passionate gardener. I didn't realise yeah and um, I think through lockdown he did quite a lot of um uh, videos, YouTube videos from his garden sort of sort of pushing the the well being and the the improvements to our mind and soul okay. you know, the garden yep. so he's done, and he 's just basically saying how you know instrumental since then gardening has become, and obviously. Um, almost GPs are now sort of prescribing gardening as a part of their prescription yep. uh, to health, and I think it was a, it's a really interesting thing. And he's very much involved in uh, a lot of um, of the charities as well, including the uh, RSPB, the wild is vice president of the Wildlife Trust as well, and even the, the British Hedgehog uh, Association. But so, well worth a good article to read if you want to be a little bit inspired and find out what the you know the GPs view on the way we, we garden and uh, on the, the benefits it brings to our uh, our lives.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, because something I'd not really realised, apparently wellness Mm. is um, essentially meditation, Okay. From what I understand, but it's the modern take on it. They've mm. rebranded it. Um, of course. But essentially, it's yeah, mm-hmm. thinking about sort of your body and your mind and mm-hmm. all of that. I, I'm sure I'll get shouted down for saying such an outrageous thing. But <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I never really understood what wellness was until a, a while ago. Yeah. Well,
1: if you if you're gardening, you are in you're in a nice you're in a good place, aren't you? That's the thing. Well, yeah, so I think geographically the, and uh, maybe mentally. Not too. only
0: that, uh, yeah. I mean, it's mm. the physical exercise mm. that releases, obviously, the endorphins, and it did. makes yeah. you feel proud of the fact that you've achieved something, which yeah. is always good. And getting out in the fresh air is always good. But mm. the one that I read recently was, uh, hopefully, we'll be interviewing him soon, mm-hmm. uh, one of our future guests. who mm-hmm. uh, was saying about how many times have you ever had an argument in a wood. Oh, right. Because okay. when you go out walking and mm-hmm. enjoying, like, a woodland... hmm Yeah. ...do you ever go mm-hmm. there to have an argument? No. No, yeah, you yeah. go there to enjoy yourself indeed, and the enjoy solace. the peace and tranquility and the environment. And yeah. I was oh. like, yeah, that resonates with me. It is a, mm-hmm. it's a nice thing going for a walk, it isn't it? It is not it And, and just,
1: con- yeah, connecting with everything around you and connecting with the soil too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. And uh, also in the news, there's um, an article... Basically, labelled pollution busters. So, this is right. a this is a story from the Surrey Global Centre of Clean Air Research, and they were saying that it's not all trees are particularly good for cleaning pollution. Some are better than others. I suppose we all know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but cutting to the chase, Peter, it looks like that uh, Japanese cedar, and Lawson cypress. Now, Lawson cypress, of course, is one of the um, one of the parents of Lelandai. That's
0: good to say, isn't that? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the tree that everyone loves to hate. Indeed.
1: Um, but obviously evergreens are the ones to go, but obviously deciduous trees have their place. So um, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I don't think it really tells us too much, but they're obviously doing lots of research on that and uh, they've set it up um, on the A3. Uh, right. I suspect quite close to Wisley Gardens, actually, um, yeah. in that, that part of the world, uh, through, through Surrey. Uh, because obviously that is a really busy bit of road. Certainly, the times I've been to, to Wisley, it's incredibly busy Definitely,
0: throughout the year. Yeah, well, it's a mm-hmm. it's sort of rat run down to the coast. Isn't it, it is, yeah.
1: After yeah, so that so that's uh, that's a little bit interesting. Um, and then moving on, um, Plant Heritage—they um, yep. are doing their usual threatened plants of the year 2024 competition. It, it uh, basically returns um, now, and they're basically looking for um, these threatened plants. So if you've got a they're basically asking gardeners across the UK to search for any rare or unusual plants and uh, right. to, to basically register them. And the winner, and there will be a winner, will be mm-hmm. announced at the RHS Hampton Court Palace Flower Show uh, later in the year in July. Mm-hmm. So, okay. uh, yeah, so that, that's good. So it's, it's, a, it's a good thing. So if you've, you have got something a little bit different in your garden, you've not been able to identify it, then this might be an opportunity to uh, maybe... Uh, Work put, out what
0: it is, yeah. and, and
1: but maybe put it on the map and put yourself on the map too, perhaps.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. yeah.
1: Good so stuff. That, yeah. So that's that's the garden heritage. We'll put the link on the on the show notes, Peter, for people to 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 look at that as well. Mm. Yeah. And um, going back to trees, a lot of work on obviously disease resistance uh, there, and the. Um, there's some work being done on uh, up in Scotland. Obviously, right. the uh, the Dutch elm
0: obviously attacks and well, The Dutch elm disease wiped everything out, didn't it? Pretty it much did. in the seventies. Yeah,
1: they reckon it was about sixty million trees. I think that was the that was the number. Maybe a bit more than that. I don't know, but it's it's huge, huge numbers. Um But basically, they're um, they're, they're developing saplings which have been naturally bred from a a mature witch elm, which is almost glabra. That's the one. We sell at the garden centre here. So it's got got a a reasonably good resistance and uh, they're obviously genetically tagging it and seeing how it it fares. So I think what they're saying is these genetically uh, improved versions, they might make it. I'll say a small percentage won't, but if they propagate from the ones which do sort of make it twice...
0: Then okay, there's a good chance that they'll be able to re-establish it. As that's a it, yeah. In the UK. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that same process, uh, I've read, is, is what they're going to do with, hopefully, uh, Fraxinus ash. Um,
0: right, OK, yeah, to combat the ash dieback.
1: So it's the same sort of uh, technology as well. So it's good. It's a, it's a very positive step, isn't it? And that's happening up in, in Scotland at the moment.
0: Ah, there's some... I, I know I've talked about it before, but mm. all the box plants around me mm. in Northampton, the majority of them have been wiped out. Yeah. But I found a little hedge right. um, the other day, just walking around in in, in sort of Northampton, mm. that totally untouched. Interesting. And yeah. I, I was looking at it, so why yeah "Why? Why is this one mm. totally untouched? But ones I'm going to say." Quarter of a mile away, they're I've all dying off and yes. yeah, devastated. So, yeah, yeah, interesting. But yeah, mm. maybe the tennis club has a rare breed of fox that <laughs> well, keep an eye which on it, which the caterpillars don't like. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I mean at the end of the day, it, it is things like that—the observations that people mm. think. Well, why is that one? Stayed alive, and now maybe we can breed from that. It
1: is interesting. We are getting an awful lot of customers, obviously losing it to both the caterpillar and, the, and the, obviously the box blight. And I think it's been accelerated through last year's very damp summer. And, of course, this winter's incredibly mild and, and wet conditions too. So I know we've seen huge rise of popularity of plants like euonymus, Gene uh, Hughes and Green Spire, these are the the new new yep. plants on the block which I will be replacing and we we're seeing huge numbers being sold. So that's an indication that people have unfortunately had enough of their box and they're trying something new, which mm. you know, I don't be, don't blame people doing that for, for all the good reasons. Yeah. Well that's it.
0: And our, our friend David Hedges Gar, he's in mm. the news game. What's he up to?
1: Yeah, he's made a quite a, a call to arms really for the the, the total banning of lawn chemicals. Right um I mean it's quite a quite a big big call, I suppose, but he's saying that there's obviously a, a number of pesticides which are used um and obviously uh, fungicides which are used on lawns and many many of those can only be a- applied by you know contractors um but I think he's really talking about the the whole general use that we need to be moving away. From because uh, obviously it's going to cause problems. Maybe these are going to be leached into to water courses as well. If you think about yep. the large volume of, of, of lawn you would have, and the volumes you need to use, and uh, obviously yeah. So yeah, he's he's saying his little piece, and um, you know I'm, I'm sure there's not that many chemicals you can use on your lawn apart from really the, the, the fertilisers. So um, yeah, mm. it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a tough call, but he's making thoughts, it. Yeah, yeah, indeed, yeah, indeed. And uh, I think we've got those "UR times here now, Peter. We've got a hedgehog story. Okay, uh, yeah. all <laughs> oh, the, the robots going
0: to kill them?
1: Well, yeah, that's the headline, isn't it? So <laughs> this is obviously the, 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 uh, the in- increase of robotic lawnmowers mowers is obviously set to increase uh, exponentially over the next few years, especially as we're phasing out petrol um, cylinder mowers and such like. Yep. Uh, and unfortunately now there's a suggestion that there should be a, some sort of um, device in the, um, in the robotic lawnmower mower to basically detect... Hedgehogs, so that the, the the thing will stop, and the hedgehog can then move across safely before it, you know, before anything impending doom should happen on it. Yeah, as well. it's yeah.
0: interesting because normally, like, whenever I've ever seen a hedgehog, mm-hmm. they're running away. They're never, they're, they're not bold creatures no. that sort of stand around. And I'm surprised that yeah. mm, sort of robot mowers are not causing them to sort. Of Pick up their ears and move off. Indeed, yeah, yeah. obviously, yeah. this research is—you can understand that. Yeah, maybe they don't think mm. it's a danger until too late. And yeah,
1: and I think maybe, maybe one of the reasons is when, certainly when I saw these uh, robotic um, lawnmowers at uh, high um, Highclere Castle. I'm thinking of Annick Castle up in uh, Northumberland. They were working very early in the morning, so I wonder if you know groundsmen might run these. During the night, perhaps you know, if they've got a large area, and that's possibly a you know, because obviously they're nocturnal, aren't they? So then it might be another reason to you know to, to make yeah, them yeah, sure Yeah, as well. I mean, yeah. if
0: they know you only run your lawnmower in the daytime, mm-hmm. you're not going to no, you're do not as much no. damage to no, them, uh, potential yeah, yeah, hedgehogs yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah, Maybe we should ask yeah. for that out of the robot makers.
1: Indeed, yes, yeah, to see if they could put some sort of uh, clever a light sensor. A light sensor, sure. yeah, yeah. there's been light as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a, a news story which um, made the the ITV news as well. The uh, obviously the current issues at the moment with garden centres and crime and violence. Obviously, we're seeing a lot of that on the on the news at the moment. Yeah, and unfortunately, uh, yeah, unfortunately it's across yeah. all retailers, it, it? it is. Um, but obviously, garden centres became part of this this story. It was uh, it was looking at um, Blue Diamonds' experience over a particular. Um, incident. So it's just an awareness, isn't it, that, you know, unfortunately, yeah, um, you know, obviously shoplifting and crime is on the increase and gun centres are, you know, just targets like everywhere else, regrettably.
0: Well I think the figure that really saddened mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. is that the survey indicated that a number of incidents rose by a startling fifty percent to one thousand three hundred yeah, I'm guessing thefts per theft day three. in twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, that's a um, huge increase, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, uh, there's 45,000 shoplifting crimes committed every 24 hours. Mm. I know Staggering. there's a lot of people in this country, but that is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know, from our point of view, when we ring the police, when and, and the last one was that we had a aggressive mm. person who was not at all nice, and mm. the language they were using was disgraceful. Yeah. Uh, uh, sort of we ring the police and we get absolutely no help whatsoever Mm -hmm. and you just think yeah indeed yeah it's it's not really the right focus I don't think no indeed if people can get away with small things like that and it's just left around run rampage in society yeah yeah. What did they then turn on to after yeah. shoplifting? It's just yeah, Perhaps right. a question
1: we need to be asking our MPs perhaps uh, mm, re- ring up to a, an election yeah. uh, later on in this year this year in the UK. Yeah. Uh on a slightly brighter note, um garden plan for Queen Elizabeth for the late Queen Elizabeth. So there's a new f- uh, the site of a former nursery at Regents Park right. is set to become a new garden to commemorate the life of Her Majesty uh, Queen Elizabeth the the second, um, which is good news, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: No, 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 no. Well, she was such a keen she yeah. gardener and loved the trees. And I mean, you think mm. that all the times that she went to Chelsea and uh, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's uh, brilliant that that they're, they're doing that. So that's yeah. great.
1: So that will be work's going to begin this spring, and uh, the gardens due to open in twenty twenty six. So uh, and that'll obviously then would would have marked the Queen's one hundredth birthday. So that will be a really nice tribute. Um, mm.
0: Mm, we'll look uh, forward to, to going and seeing see that in, that. in yeah, a few indeed. years'
1: time as well. It's, yep. it's established itself, indeed. It? indeed, yes. And, um, uh, 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 we mentioned about Monty Don's uh Spanish garns, uh, he also is in the news as well. He's um saying to his Waitrose followers to buy peat free, which is good because mm. it's we're, we're obviously in 2024 now and things are changing this year. Um, Bit a little bit slower than we perhaps thought, yeah. And um, yeah, so he's he's really p- sort of pushing the, the envelope and suggesting that we we need to obviously protect our uh, uh peat boglands and now is the time to, to take the uh, the, the peat free option uh in our gardens this spring. So, uh, well, now yeah. that
0: we've got some mm, better quality compost than Indeed. a few years ago, why yeah. not?
1: Indeed, yeah, yeah, let's let's uh. Let's harness it as well on that side. Mm. Yeah, and a few little little things which I spotted. Um, there's a <laughs> uh, we talked about lichens and lichens. Uh, yeah, um, you know they are re- resilient plants to save. They they've, they're sort of making the news as well. Um, lots of interesting um, surveys on there as well, and there's lots of experiments. Um, and there was an experiment that lichens were attached to the outside of the International Space Station.
0: Right. So okay. when you
1: see it pass across our skies, which it does quite regularly, yeah, it's got lichens on it or lichens on it, which I think is just incredible. And are they growing? They must be. Yes. So they are. Yes. They can, uh,
0: wow. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine it. Uh, I would have imagined they'd have just gone into a sort of stasis and. Become yeah. dormant, but they're, they're they can survive grow, in, space. Grow in space. in <laughs> space. Yeah. That's
1: brilliant. Well, that's good. Yeah, indeed. Good. And uh, we talked. This is a, an interesting one. There's a, a stink bug. Um, so um, we're all probably familiar with the one in our own gardens. It's the, the the it's in large quantities. They can cause a lot of problems, but we tend to see them. But they do, they are a bit smelly. Well, there's one obviously down in uh, down in or down under, which is causing even more problems. And right. uh, they're, um, they, they're basically uh, <laughs> causing a few uh, problems. And it's a, basically, it's a, it's a non-native species which is, uh, has caused problems. But it actually came in via uh, a, a shipment of electric cars. <laughs> OK. <laughs> um, so, and uh, because of that, the, the, I think they basically turned the boat around and it was sort of sent back. But potentially, these stink bombs could have uh, caused even more problems by entering the country
0: they're funny looking creatures <laughs> they they're so sort of flat and i don't know yeah they're interesting mm, yes yeah they're
1: very uh, they're, they're very sci-fi aren't they you yes yeah. it's yeah, so uh, so, uh, yeah, on the side. And finally, one little story on here from Westland, Portugal. So, some more research from good old Westland, obviously a, a popular brand in garden centres. Yeah. Uh, in a survey, more than uh, 1,500 consumers, 78 uh, revealed that they would choose uh, houseplants to brighten up their living areas, and 38% have given their houseplants an actual name.
0: Mm. So, I like the fact that Bill and Ben and Chris <laughs> are the, uh, sorry, Bill, Ben, and Charlie are the yes, most popular ones. It is Brilliant, <laughs> Charlie the house, plant. Charlie the houseplant. Yeah,
1: and Bill and Ben. Well, that takes us back to different <laughs> times, maybe. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Um, keeping on the peat-free, keeping on the, the theme there. Uh, one of our suppliers, uh, Science Nurseries, they grow a lot of our um, liner plants, our young plants, which we sell on our mail yeah, order yep. side. Um, yep. Hookeras and hookerellas and some of the grasses. Well, they've gone completely peat-free. In fact, they've been growing peat free for the last 14 years so they've been you know sort of up there and uh yeah and they're, they're finding obviously that's making them more probably accessible now to to other other marketplaces as well
0: which, well, I think is, which it's is the good. way forwards for it the is UK yeah. garden centers now isn't yeah, it yeah, if it you did. can buy english plants that are grown peat free yeah then you, on you, you're on,
1: you're on there, one. there indeed indeed that's good as well and on, on a new plant, uh, a new magnolia has been discovered in northern Honduras. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: That's why, isn't
1: it? It is. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't have thought magnolias would. Yeah. They they'd look a bit. Um, they're not I that tropical,
0: sort of. Yeah. Cooler. Yes. So temperate climate, but I suppose. Yeah. But
1: this is a particular type of species. Yes. Um, So it's Magnolia, I'm going to have to, I've got a problem with the pronunciation there, but it's Cerurium. It's found clinging to the steep mountainsides of the rainforest. So it's, mm, okay, in the um, Pico uh, Bonito National Park and has been named in honour of the leading Honduran botanist. So, uh, yeah, so it's it's not only uh, the fact that it's growing there, but it's obviously uh, rather famous now, being named after the the local uh, (laughs) uh, botanist and... uh, uh, personality so uh, mm. yeah so, but another
0: goes. reason why we should go on holiday in Hawaii indeed <laughs> yes
1: some of those uh, those islands are absolutely amazing they do they? look yep. amazing yep. Yeah, I'd love to yeah. there. maybe one day maybe indeed um, talking more about gardens now The, the uh, there's a new national trust project to look at uh, climate re- resilience at its core so um, we're seeing a lot of, sort of these sort of stories aren't we Peter where
0: yep well, it's a new way forward, isn't it? It is. It's the latest fad in gardening. Yeah, is yeah. to make um, you know, drought resistant, bog resistant, water resistant, <laughs> frost resistant, everything <laughs> resistant. Really. Extra, extra durable <laughs> gardens yeah. now,
1: isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, so um, I mean, they've obviously, they've. The the garden they're going to be working on is Sheffield Park and Gardens. That's over in East Sussex. It's a a beautiful garden. I I went there years and years ago. I can't really remember. It it was magnificent, but then I was the National Trust It took ownership of that particular garden 70 years ago. And, of course, yeah, things are starting to look tired. Some plants are just not well performing. So it's an opportunity now to give it a complete revamp. So Mm -hmm. uh, watch this space. It's going to take, obviously, a a year or two's time. But it's a a big old uh, area, 120 acres. So they've got a lot to... To work on, I'm sure they'll be doing it in, in sort of
0: small sort of projects. But um well it's another one of wasn't it a capability brown one mm. originally, uh, I'm gonna say, and then yep. um, uh, it. it. Humphrey yeah. Repton and mm-hmm. then Arthur Soames, and now it's gonna be redesigned by Joe Perkins. Indeed,
1: yeah, so. what, a, what a what a task he's gonna have on his head plate. But hey, it should be should be good. Awesome. Um uh,
0: yeah. Western Supermare, the floral clock is gonna be restored. This is a lovely uh, that Sort of piece. Uh, is it architecture? Or is it a uh, Victorianer? Isn't it? This yeah, is this it's is what awesome. the. Yeah, and it. this
1: really made my smell piece because when I was probably about seven or eight, I remember going maybe 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 nine or ten. I remember going to Western Superway with my parents and walking yep. past this. Okay, um, and. I think in the same year, my dad took me to see a James Bond film. It's that, that memorable. Yeah. And, um, and, and seeing this, this amazing floral clock and being mesmerised by the Sempervivrians and the, Sempervivians, the uh, Echeverias and all the different things they'd put in there to create that, that floral spectacle. So uh, mm,
0: it's going to be back. Good. Well, yeah. if you're going to the beach for a ride on the donkeys at Western Supermare. Indeed. Have a look at it as yeah. you passing, it's rather fun.
1: Yeah, and in this day, you know, current cutbacks in local authorities and such like it's just good to see that they're you know putting, uh, putting money into something which is really you know, nostalgia, but I think it's going to do them a, a world of good.
0: Mm. And Kent's one of the largest fruit collections sold? Yes. This- Rogdale. Now, that's a famous mm. collection, isn't it? I mean, that's been in the news for donkey's years, as long as I've been... Alive, I'm sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I think they 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 have. Uh, I think they there's, yeah, there's, they have the home of a, a massive collection of, of fruit. I think is it four thousand varieties. It is four thousand varieties, mm. and. Um, yeah, uh, I mean the, the, it is obviously quite a good commercial site. They have lots of events. In fact, they they have their Apple Day, I think, uh, uh, or they have their Apple Weekend, usually around about the same time as the one we have at the garden centre here, Peter. So we always seem to follow their the, their lead the timings. Yeah. Um, but yes, there's over on the site. There's over 20 businesses, including uh, a cafe and a brewery. So yeah, at least it's got a new lease of life now, and that should help to secure it for the future because it is an important part of. Uh, Apple heritage, I would say, and mm. uh, obviously in that part of the world, Kent being the the garden uh, county, um, yeah, yeah, it definitely was that. But so that's, that's good. That's, that's good, good news. news. It is indeed, yeah. And um, on fruit as well, scientists reveal why blueberries are blue. Oh yeah. So, so it's all to do with like a, a, a layer of wax which surrounds the fruits. Um, right. And basically it's made up like small little miniature sort of structures which scatter blue and UV light. So it's not like a pigmentation. It's just this, this particular type or of a fraction. What, fraction yeah, yeah. To give them the impression of that, which I didn't know. I thought it was like, you know, a, a strawberry or a raspberry. It had a, an inbuilt mm. pigmentation, but not so. Mm.
0: So uh, Here we go, it's another thing on colour, Chris mm. Did you know, when you put radishes in vinegar the red comes out of them was it oh, oh. I, I i finally made my pickled radishes okay <laughs> and i left them in the fridge overnight uh, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you they are far better if you only pickle them for about an hour right but i did mine overnight and they're a bit soft the next day but all the color comes out of the radish so is that vinegar. the
1: the acetic acid acetic acid or did you i haven't
0: got a clue yeah, but i was just like wow. Oh God! I've got white radishes now rather okay. than red ones. Well, that's not that's not a bad thing, <laughs> is it? I suppose it was no. quite fun, oh, but yeah, yeah, they tasted really nice. Yeah. I'd recommend them. Yeah, that's a good. nice yeah. healthy snack.
1: Yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, so blueberries. Um, obviously, we now know why they they are blue. Um, and then this next story, Peter, Welsh gardeners offered vouchers to dig up their cotoneaster.
0: Okay. So, this is only it's happening... taking over. Is this like it, the azaleas? Yes, it is. One. Yeah, you've got it in one. So,
1: this is the, the North Wales Wildlife Trust mm. are offering gardeners a £20 garden voucher to remove cotoneaster plants from their own gardens okay. as an incentive. So, this is cotoneaster horizontalis, which is a... Well, I mean, I've got one in my own garden. It's a lovely, lovely cotoneaster and often mm. used to grow against uh, fences and walls or as a ground cover plant. Yep. But obviously it's taking over the uh, the wonderful um, hillside over the uh, the, the, yeah, the, the limestone, yeah, uh, grasslands as well. So it's, it's t- and that's obviously hitting well, it's habitats. It's one of those plants, you always see
0: blackbirds and birds picking off the little berries. So yeah, I it guess does. it's a mm-hmm. easy one to... Indeed, spread the seed. (laughs) Yeah, and that's
1: why they move around. Yeah, so, but uh, this particular one was introduced to the UK back in 1879 from Eastern Asia as an ornamental plant. But of course, it's now moved on to a. It's a a listed uh, Schedule Nine of the UK Wildlife and Countryside. So it's got a, it's got an order on it. Really, Um, it's a pest. It's it's got (laughs) a banning order. Yes, Uh, and there's an incentive there. So if you're in uh, North Wales, maybe. uh, and you've got a Catonian Horizontal, It's suddenly got a, a twenty-pound at, uh, incentive attached to it. Well.
0: Twenty-pound bounty um, on its head. No yes, less. Yeah. indeed. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. And um, we can still sell it, though. Yes. Yeah. So we're, is we're, it just the Welsh that don't the, like it, or, just, or is it...
1: it? Yeah. It's obviously in this part of the the, uh, the Welsh countryside, it's causing problems. So it's very regionalised. Very nice. Uh, so yeah, it's not it appeared on any other. I don't know, any other new sites uh, apart from uh, North, Wales. North Wales Wales yeah. and there's um, a couple of stories the also uh, the RHS are calling on the public to spot bumblebees on blooms it's a, this is their annual survey right and uh, it's obviously organ- it's supported by the bumble tree uh, bumblebee bumble Conservation trust. trust yeah and uh, any yeah, anytime from now right through till the end of May. Uh, so if you, you know, we'll, we'll put the link on there, and uh, obviously if you want to see. I've seen a few bumblebees already. Well, so they far, always come
0: to... out before all the other bees, don't mm. they? Because they've got more body mass and they can maintain their heat better, from what I ah, understand. Ah, right, and, yeah, um, that's why they're always out first. Uh, yeah, but, but
1: yeah, I saw one on a um, when our snowdrops were in flower a week or so ago. Peter actually one yep. literally <laughs> bouncing on the top of the flower, obviously taking what what little, little nectar net, yeah. there. But it's just such an unusual sort of. Uh, proportions, isn't it? The size of <laughs> to, <laughs> the flower,
0: bumblebee, uh, probably bigger than the flower. Indeed, it?
1: indeed, yeah. yeah. And uh, a celebration as well. The uh, HTA, the Horticultural Shows Association, celebrated 125 years. So, mm. for for um, for gardeners, you know, maybe the HTA might mean something, but for, for a lot of gardeners, it's usually garden vouchers, isn't it? I
0: was going to say, yeah. I think most people know them mm. most for the garden the garden vouchers and they're wonderful presents. They I think are. if you've yeah. got a relative or a friend who mm. likes gardening, what yep. better yep. thing to give them than, well, it's no longer a voucher, is it? It's now a card. A card, yes. It's a loaded yeah. card. Mm. Um, mm. But equally, they do a lot of sort of other things mm-hmm. in the garden industry. I mean, they, they obviously have a Voice with MPs and Parliament very in much so, a, yeah. of a, a, a very recognised body in yep. our industry, aren't yep, they? They
1: are indeed. And uh, yeah, you mentioned about vouchers. You know, we've got this month, m- in month of March, we've got Mother's, Mother's, Mother's Day, day. they've
0: got a special promotion on Mother's Day cards. cards there day you go? Yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, and obviously with Easter at the end of this month as well. So, yeah, uh, very important. And uh, yes, certainly it's the environmental campaigning the HTA do so much for, and certainly with the big peak debate. And obviously, you know, post Brexit as well, they've had quite a big voice, haven't they, mm. on that side as well? So, uh,
0: yeah. And as much as the vouchers might be a commercial part mm. of what they do, it does actually keep them. In the, it, it, it's sort of working and um, funded because the, so they can give their voice to the, the politicians and make our our requests heard, mm. as it were. Indeed,
1: yeah. No, they're an important important voice as well. Yeah and um on the on the final stories uh peter we just uh, we'll give a, a shout out to michael perry a good good friend of the podcast yep. um he's going to be the the show host of next month so this is april's uh first urban um r h s urban show in manchester okay so he's uh, he's sort of the ambassador so he's going to be fronting that which is really good to see and um yeah that will be uh Something to look forward to. And that's basically next month. So that's the 18th to the 21st of April. But so yeah, I he's
0: it, known as Mr. Plant Geek. That's he? it. Yes. Yeah. And you follow We've him on his him uh, on his
1: uh, on his socials. He's always very entertaining, and he has been uh, out and about, and certainly I, I went to a. A gardening show a couple of weeks ago and he, he was only there for about two and a half hours yet the amount of pictures on his socials he looked like he'd been there all day oh, right. <laughs> so he was obviously uh, getting and he's, he's great for the gardening trade he's really helping us to to promote new plants and new products and uh, yeah which is which is what it's all about isn't it mm, yeah.
0: definitely yeah. so i guess mm. now we're on to top five is it it is What's yes yeah in the garden centre yeah
1: so what I would have thought this, this month Peter because we're all about to. well I've already started doing a little bit of propagation I was going to say yeah, yeah.
0: My, I'm thinking about putting my sweet corn in and starting Good. them off soon
1: Good, yep, yep. My sweet peas are in, yeah, and the broad beans. Peas and, then, and
0: beans, have, you've got yep. your legumes. Are they're sown,
1: they're, they're, they're sown. So, Brilliant. Yep. Um, so let's have a look at the, uh, the top-selling composts from last season so we get a picture of what was was popular. And I thought it would be quite good as well with the the peat debate as well. So mm-hmm. um, at number five, uh, Western New Horizon All plant compost.
0: That's... Uh, organic one isn't it is it? organic uh, what, yeah it is, yes, it is a, it's a peat-free peat, one as peat well. free yeah.
1: peat free it's peat free yeah yeah, it's a good one um, it's, it's my second favourite I'd say of, of all the compost we sell yeah definitely okay uh, number four is Miracle Grows peat free compost yeah uh, third place Levington's multi-purpose plus John Innes so if you're a traditional John Innes um, grower and
0: John, in is that that means it's a soil based. It's got it's a bit of loam in it. Yeah. It's got some genuine soil in it. That's well. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: number two, the Gardener's multi-purpose compost from Westland. Okay. Which has a little bit of Pete and uh, Jack's Magic, which is still going strong. And uh, it's the it all-improved but Pete reduced version. Yep. Uh, that was at number
0: one. And um, yeah, Be interesting to see what's selling this year as a did. comparison. It was, it? yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so yep. Pete is still available mm. for this year, but like. We, we think most likely will disappear by the end of we, this we, year. We would hope it would, but um,
1: yes. We'll wait and <laughs> see. Stuff like so. yep. Fair okay.
0: enough, good stuff. And I guess it's that time of the show where you tell us what we better mm. get on with, Chris. Well, is it too late for potatoes? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So
1: we're in the month of March, the end of March this year in the UK. Obviously, Easter falls very, very early. Yep. now traditionally you know good Friday is when you get your tatties in isn't
0: it okay so you need to get them go and buy them now and yep. get
1: chitting. get chit in yeah. two or three weeks now would be would be perfect um I know stocks are quite getting mm. quite I'll short of some you did
0: really well with potatoes so far this year yes which, yes I so know the boxes are looking empty
1: yep so yeah be quick and you know, get get those in get them started get them a little bit of windowsill uh, window sill space to get some uh decent uh, chips on there there was a i was at, I was at this show Peter. there was a, a new product on the market which maybe w- we may stock i don't know but it was interesting it was using spraying a, a bacterial bacteria onto the growing tips to stimulate growth okay and the lady was saying it can increase crops by up to 60 percent i said really she said, "Yeah, that, they, all their their research has shown, and um, it's it's a really clever little tiny product. I mean, it's a little sort of a, a little like an atomizer you would buy for your orchids. You know the yeah, yeah the sprayers. Little tiny, yeah. yeah the, little literally probably old, you know, two hundred and fifty mils of of, of liquid. Right. But it's nice and safe. It's environmentally friendly, and that stimulates growth. So maybe we're going to see more of that sort of product develop yeah. now with the you know this and uh, that. But uh, certainly, whatever you do, make sure you get some nice, stronger." Uh, Uh, chits in place for for then okay um yeah so yeah the 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 sun's shining those dandelions are flowering so you can start doing some major seeds so but of course it is the weeds isn't it which are going to be the the problem yeah so get the hoe out uh, if you can um obviously there are products on the market which we can use to spray some of them are obviously glyphosate based some are obviously not yeah but um as I always say, the best time to apply those products, if you have to, is, is later on during the summer when the plants are running Not out sure. of steam. Yeah, yes. but certainly uh, so get get the the hoe out and start uh, working through the um, through the garden, clearing well. the plot, clearing it. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean that in itself is very uh, refreshing to do, isn't it? it it's clears. always hard work, but you it always is. feel good.
0: And oh it, gosh, it looks so much better when you've got a nice big old brown patch of mud rather oh, than yeah. sort of green. <laughs> yes, and it, it's, it's curated, isn't it? It has got it shows a bit of love you've given
1: that, that bit of soil as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, of course, I mean, I know we've had so much rain, but yeah, mulching is an important part. So if you've got a, you know, your compost heap is been growing, you know, developing well over the, the winter. Um, yep. If you've got some nice beds and borders, you've got herbaceous plants, perennials, cottage garden plants, then get some mulch over there, to, again, to suppress the weeds and to keep the moisture. in. if you're on a very fast draining you know sandy soil say not yep. uh, not buckingham clay that would be good nice and, um, and look,
0: i'm really looking forward to seeing how my compost heap's done because mm. obviously i know, i sort of turned it over a bit l- at the end of last year and i've just left it um over the winter so i'm hoping that when i go and start yeah. turning it over I again it. That it's actually turned into yes. compost now and, uh, but yeah. we'll, we'll see i'll give you an yeah. update soon But soon, yeah, i'm yeah. looking forward to mulching with that and hopefully the veggies will do even better this uh, year.
1: That's good yeah, um, I, I extracted some of my um, hot bin juice from my uh, yeah. hot bin and I'm mixing that with water so I'm going to be using that over the next few weeks on some plants as well but uh, it, it's getting up to sort of 80-90 degrees uh, during the day right. right in the sunshine I can't believe that the thermometer just moves right right up in the, the, the top there and you open the top and this waft of heat Escapes. Really? It's Excellent. an incredible, incredible bit of kit. Um, so, um, so
0: that's a sort of hot compost. Bin, hot, isn't yes, it? hot and, bin, yeah, yep. uh, and how long is it meant to take before? I mean, you about three,
1: three months. Okay. So I started it literally over Christmas because it was a Christmas present. So yep. hopefully by the end of this month, I should be able to extract. Something, so I'll give you an update wow, on that, that'd that be as interesting. well. Interesting, we'll have to compare compost indeed, to see which <laughs> one smells <better. laughs> yeah, so far so good. But we're throwing absolutely everything apart from bones, meat, um, obviously, the contents of the Hoover, um, um, tea bags, everything is going in. Ah.
0: And um, be yeah. interesting to see what comes out, yeah. yeah. You, 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 hopefully, the tea bags don't leave. Because isn't the issue with tea bags that they've got plastic? Yeah,
1: I avoid that particular those particular brands. So. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, so, brilliant! So yeah. you're using uh, yeah. proper tea bags. Tea bags, then. yeah, brilliant, yeah, yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, good old Yorkshire well, tea. Well, we'll see. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> interesting to see how it turns out. Indeed, yeah.
0: yeah. And what other things do we need to yeah. get on with? Yeah,
1: so yeah, we are talking about veg as well. Um, yeah, in the next few weeks, garden centres and nurseries will start having little plug plants, but obviously try and grow some things from seed if you can. You know, that's yeah, the so thing. much
0: cheaper, isn't it? its is. when you put the little plug, uh, I, I grow mine in cell packs generally, mm-hmm. and I put them in the little propagator. Yeah. And yeah, you, you sort of leave it a week, and it's like, Oh, yeah, It's ooh, popped up! It's so exciting. <laughs> it is
1: exciting, yeah. And uh, and the thing is, you, the thing is, you can experiment a little bit as well. And you only need literally a pinch of seed to provide probably enough plants at a time, anyway. So seed yeah. goes a long way, just as long as you keep it dry and cool, and uh, it, it will last from you know quite a number of years. So so things like your cabbage, your cabbages, your cauliflowers, obviously some of your your beans as well, um, your spring onions, they all can now be planted out, uh, sown, should I say, directly sown. Yeah, uh, if you're going to go that way as well, um, I mean, direct sowing is good uh, if you're if you growing large, larger quantities. Uh, we mentioned about potatoes; that's obviously good. Um, remember, you can grow them in bags too if you haven't got a garden. Mm. You know, use yeah, that yeah, as a good just, option well, too. They do so well in bags. They do, yes. Yeah. So and um, we've got the nice uh, bl- um, sort of black. Uh, reasonably uh, polybags in now in stock in the garden centre so just one tuber in one of those and just I think they hold about seven litres of compost so they hold quite a bit of compost in the in the day so they're they're good so um if you like your tomatoes then now's the time to sow those on the windowsill um a lot of people I suspect have sown them probably a little bit earlier and the plants are going to probably get a bit a bit lanky and a bit leggy but uh, during uh, during March is a good time. That gives you sort of six eight weeks to get them to a decent size before either planting out or growing on in the uh, in the greenhouse as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean onion sets. I I, I mean I don't grow onions. On a, you, you do grow a few onions on your almond, Peter.
0: I have honestly garlic and onions. Historically, mm-hmm. I have grown them, mm-hmm. but I always think they're so cheap. Yes. I I, I always mm-hmm. think well. My allotment, I pay all the £35 a year rent on, but I like to get value for money out right. of it. And I, I, I always think, well, courgettes, squashes, mm-hmm. yeah. so sort of, uh, the things, yeah. that are unequally equally green, uh, like things like the beans and uh, runner beans and mm-hmm. things that you cool. can't buy so easily in the supermarkets. And yeah. when you can buy them, they're often a bit more expensive. Yeah. So yeah, my my allotment, I tend to sort of have the, I'm not saying rarer things, but yeah, yeah the, 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 that's it, that's more expensive items yeah. in the supermarket. That's exactly
1: how you should want. be doing it, really, if, unless you've got lots and lots of space where you can. you, yeah. can, you can I, I, I that, think yeah. that's it. Yeah, if you've got a, the time as well, time isn't it? It is it's a always, time and
0: inclination. Yeah. 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 Um, so no, I don't grow my own onions. No, okay,
1: but if you do, um, yeah, we've got the onion sets, which obviously is a slightly a cheats way, isn't it, of starting them off? But actually, yep. a really good way. Um, I know we've got a really good range of of tailors. Uh, Onions, Stuttgart, a Giant, Hercules and Centauri all the, the, the F1 hybrid varieties. So yep. they're really good at uh, producing. And of course they will make give you a crop by uh, sort of by July time, I suppose. Yep. Early early August. Um, it may be March. Good time to, if you haven't already, get some rhubarb crowns forced. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm looking
0: forward to starting my rhubarb culling again. <laughs> I love eating rhubarb. Yeah, it? yeah. Uh, Breakfast cereal. I, I know it makes some milk go sour, but I oh, love it
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and obviously, give them a really good feed as well. If you if you're not doing that, and you're just trying to, you know, if you've just planted them or you're about to plant them, it's a good time of the year to to establish new crowns too. So look out mm. for those in the garden centre. Things like uh, Timpley Early and uh, Victoria, um, Glaskins Perpetual. They're all good good varieties mm-hmm. to look out yeah. for. Yeah. Uh, plug plants. Uh, we're, we're well into the, the kindergarten season now. Yeah, uh,
0: spring bedding. Is yes, in the shops.
1: So obviously, if you or if you're ordering online and buying your little plug plants, um, you know once they arrive, get them potted up as quickly as you can, and uh, give them as much light and lots of TLC because you know they will reward you. And if you if you're clever with you, if you buy things like fuchsias and things. What I do is, is pop them up, let them grow for perhaps a month or so, and then just nip them back. Long enough to take more cuttings, so I usually get a two yeah. or three plants out from there.
0: It's a good idea. So yeah.
1: your sixty or seventy p investment for your plug plant turns out to be sort of twenty p because you. Brilliant. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah, if
0: you get three out of it instead yep. of just the one, yep. that's even so, better,
1: isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I am a Lancastrian, not a Yorkshireman. But, <laughs> 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 um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's an important thing to do, and just get them growing well. Um, the other thing, I suppose, you say the daffodils have been nice and early this year. Deadheading. Yeah,
0: yeah so. I suppose so so yeah. Tell us about that, Chris. Because the, the trick is to leave the foliage. Mm-hmm, don't exact. cut the foliage, isn't it? But you can take the flower, the dying back flowers.
1: Yes. Off. So with, with 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 daffodils, you get quite obviously a distinct stem, don't you? And then yeah. at the top, the flower. It's a matter of taking the flower and just just going back ever so slightly and taking what would become the seed pod. Yep. but you leave the whole stem then like the leaves then to naturally die back and it's about 6 to 8 weeks they reckon if you, as long as you don't touch the foliage in any way shape or form you don't knot it or do some, some strange things or cut it back. The plants will then give you a good show of, of flower next, next year. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. it
0: strengthens the bulb, doesn't it? It puts That's all it. its energy into mm-hmm. growing the bulb rather than putting yeah. them into seeds. And
1: also, it's a good point as well, If you when you're going round your garden, if you find you've got clumps which haven't flowered particularly well, now's a good time to lift those bulbs and then maybe slightly move them into a different place, but then plant the bulbs deeper, because often what happens is the, the bulbs generally move towards the surface and that's when they stop flowering or ah, can okay. make the the technically t- go blind which is just means that the plant just needs to get more moisture and more food so just by lifting them putting some nice bit of fissure uh, bone or something in the soil
0: uh, yeah, or yeah. a bit of rec- replant them a bit deeper yeah and that usually brings them back quite well
1: so yeah, might be might it, be I'm worth sure. doing that and yeah
0: and it's snowdrop division mm. that's something that's sort of taking the Pressed by storm at the moment, and yeah. it went getting your scalpel out and chopping up your snow snowdrops. Yeah, so it did, there's yeah. quite a few in, interesting articles that have mm. been reading on that. Yeah, and it's yeah. Th-
1: the reason for doing that is you technically to propagate them, you do them in the green. So this time of year, as soon as that flower is faded, the plants are more likely to produce more bulbs. And obviously, give you a better show for for next year as well. So, yep. So, and that you can that the same applies to uh, winter aconites, the ranthus as well. You can do the same with those. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, worth doing that as well. Um, uh-huh. And then, yes, uh, watch out for lily beetles. Yeah. <laughs> Little blighters, uh, they're around. Um, a couple of things you can do. I mean, are uh, you you can use the the tropic glue, which we sell the, the glue. You know, the the glue you use on. Um, uh, fruit trees yep. to stop. Yet yeah, you can run that along the edge of your pots. Okay. So when the, the lily, bee, if you're growing lilies in pots, that's a good way of stopping them to get to the uh, to the soil and obviously burrow in and, and cause havoc with your, your your foliage as it starts to appear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, uh, crown imperials, fritillaria. You know, the, frit- the big, yeah, yeah. wonderful orange and yellow things. They are very prone to them as well these days. So okay. have have something prepared for those too. Um. Yeah, refresh long-term pots. It's something I was I was doing the other day. Actually, put some fresh compost in the top of your your old established pots. If you've got sort of shrubs or conifers or whatever in your yeah. on your patio or in your deck, um, get some nice compost in there. Do a bit of weeding, just generally clean up the soil a little bit, and uh, that'll help the plants this spring too. Um, mm. Dahlias. Um, I've noticed we've got obviously a really good range of dahlias again this year. They can start to be. Uh, started off in a bit of bit of light, a bit of warmth. As long as it's frost free, too early right. yet to plant them straight out. Yep. You have to wait till late April, May to do that. Okay. And uh, obviously check up the, the summer flowering bulbs like your gladioli and your freesias yeah. too. And I noticed some really nice big um, tubers of, of begonias. They can they can be started off on the windowsill as well this this okay. month too. Yeah. yeah. And finally, um, yeah, hardy annuals. So this right. is the things you can get the kids involved in. You know, whether yeah, whether it's sunflowers or um, zinnias or cosmos. Get some nice mixtures of seeds and uh, start sowing those. That might be a really good job for for Easter. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah.
0: As I had thought. Yeah, normally I sort of I must admit. I'd know, I'd Generally wait for the school to send them back to the, mm-hmm. with their little sunflowers and uh, right. now yeah maybe we should, this year I should yeah. actually grow some with the children that, and from seed yeah. and that'd be yeah. interesting so uh,
1: that that should keep us all nice and busy through the month of March Peter
0: brilliant that's great well certainly a few jobs to get on uh, yeah, there off is with it. as usual isn't it it's, then spring is definitely in the year, yeah
1: obviously. it's a sprung and there's, yeah there's so much to be done and there's only a certain number of hours a day but at least the day lengths are getting that little bit mm. longer now and when the sun does come out it has got a little bit of warmth to it isn't it so. So, yeah, no, it's which is good there. Yeah. Man, good. yeah, brilliant.
0: Okay, well, thank you very much for those tips and jobs, for uh, pleasure, for Peter. Us, Chris. And yep. We'll chat again soon. Indeed.
1: Thanks, Peter. Excellent. Thanks, Chris. Today's show was brought to you by Buckingham Garden Centre and Nurseries. The show was hosted by Chris Day and Peter Brown. The show was produced by Peter Brown, and our thanks to Chilton Music Therapy for providing the music. Thanks for listening. At Chilton Music Therapy. We want everyone to know the difference that music can make in their lives, from parents and their premature babies in hospital to grandparents with dementia. We provide music therapy and community music services to people of all ages and needs across England. We work both digitally and in person in people's homes, care homes, schools, hospitals and hospices. Find out more at chilternmusictherapy.co.uk